0: File Follies, File Follies here. What file Follies, uh, FOIA Follies this week. I didn't want to get ah. into it with you at the top of the show, but, you know, whatever. It is it is File Follies, so uh, as a segment, I, I should stop making that distinction. So uh, this week we have some news to break, so why don't we just jump right in? In June 2020, high-ranking officials from the U.S. Postal Service spoke with a White House aide Shortly after then President Donald Trump incoherently alleged that his reelection campaign would be subverted by fraudulent mail in ballots, Julia Neshawat, then a top security advisor to the president, spoke with Postmaster General Louis DeJoy and members of DeJoy's staff on June 24th, 2020, two days after Trump tweeted the following quote All caps. Rigged. <laughs> I, I have to say that to the listener. You, you, otherwise, yes, yes. you know, oh, yeah. it, it's a, it's an element here. Rigged 2020 election. Millions of mail-in ballots will be printed by foreign countries and others. <laughs> Is that like uh, non-state foreign actors or something? It will be the scandal of our times, exclamation point. Uh, Good question. I don't know. Uh, We learned of the phone call through emails released by the USPS in response to a FOIA request, which generally give a behind-the-scenes look at how the agency scrambled to deal with Trump's attacks on it. Postal Service General Counsel Tom Marshall made a record of the call in an awkwardly worded letter to Dr. Neshawat sent to the White House the day after the meeting. It begins... Thank you very much for the telephonic discussion yesterday with the Postmaster General and our team to discuss election mail. Telephonic discussion, that normal that normal term we all love and use all the time to refer to a conversation that happened that otherwise would not turn up in response to a public records request. <sighs> Of course, Trump's baseless attacks on mail-in voting fueled delusions that led to the events of January 6, 2021. They also stoked suspicion among Trump's critics that Postmaster DeJoy was helping Trump rig the election by enacting substantial service cuts. DeJoy was a Trump appointee who came from private shipping and had made substantial donations to Republican causes. Throughout 2020, DeJoy vigorously defended the changes as necessary cost-cutting measures, and he said he would even pause them until after the election to avoid the appearance of funny business. And to be fair, there were no serious accusations of the Postal Service tipping the scales for Republicans after votes were counted in an election year that saw Democrats end up in control of all elected branches of the federal government. But a federal judge would later say DeJoy improperly moved forward with changes without following the right administrative procedure by failing to consult the Postal Regulatory Commission. The suit was brought by Democratic-led state and local governments, and while the presiding judge didn't find the USPS in violation of election law, D.C. District Judge Emmett Sullivan ruled that the plaintiffs suffered damages because, quote, mail delays impeded their ability to provide safe alternatives to in-person voting. The record of the call with Dr. Neshawat made by Marshall reinforces arguments made by DeJoy that under his stewardship, USPS wanted to administer the election by the book. Now, the exact reason for the call itself is unclear. Neither Dr. Neshawat nor the USPS responded to requests for comment. What we can say is this, though. Marshall described the phone call as being about election mail, He noted that Dr. Neshawat made, quote, an offer to assist us in spreading the message regarding how to ensure the efficient and timely handling of mail pertaining to elections. He also remarked on Dr. Neshawat having a specific question about delivery processes. In his answer, Marshall listed facts about the oversight of election mail that the Postal Service would, quote, love you to highlight to help ensure that election officials and others take those processes into account when making decisions and on educating the public on what to expect when using the mail to vote. Now, that sort of reads like she was looking for information to talk Trump down from uh, making certain claims, such as millions of mail-in ballots will be printed by foreign countries and others. Uh, If she was, we'd know it didn't succeed because Trump continued to bash mail-in voting throughout the year, basically every day until January 6, 2021. On the other hand, it doesn't seem beyond Dr. Neshawat to embrace darker elements of the far right. I found a podcast interview with her that was released two weeks after January 6th. It's called The Burn Bag, National Security and Foreign Policy Redefined. The hosts lobbed Dr. Neshawat a softball to say January 6th was bad. And uh, well, here's how that went. So when we look at domestic threats, especially the threat of domestic terrorism, have we seen a shift, uh, in your opinion, from you know Islamic extremism to more politically motivated uh, terrorism, for example, on the far right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it like I said, this past year has certainly been an unprecedented time. Um I, I know obviously there's been challenges in, 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 in with and and with rioting and um um the fact that a lot of looting has taken place. Um, you know, the Attorney General Barr talked about Antifa at one point, even though it's not designated as a terrorist organization, um, it's it's still a crime to to uh to riot and loot and vandalize. It's it's so it's still, you know, they are an organization, even though they're de- decentralized. So we, we look at those those areas um, to really better understand what those domestic threats can be. Um, so it's certainly an ongoing effort. One other thing to note, uh, Dr. Neshawat wasn't the only person in Trump land to reach out to the Postal Service about election mail. We will have more on that next week. Cut us some slack here. I'm chopping this up. I just scrolled through 5,752 pages of emails, okay? Well, look at you. Look at me. As always, if you have any ideas for future FOIA requests or interesting files that you come across, send them our way. Uh, We'll credit you. We're always looking for more tentacles to reach out there and find items coming down the news streams, you know? big time, big time I need to I need to file some more requests soon. It's just that some of these requests I like you know I filed them two years ago and I just assumed that I would never hear back from <laughs> the government like that's my baseline assumption is that when I file these requests they're going down a black hole. Now as we know that hasn't proven to be the case but it's still just like a safe assumption to take. Um, you know ex- expect the worst, hope for the best, and now I'm getting responses where I have to go through 6,000 pages of, of records. So that, you know, I haven't filed. Uh, when I have to do that, I, I, I pump the brakes on filing. Um, but I would always, I always love uh, the suggestions. So slide into those DMs.